Church, welcome to the Community Unscripted Podcast. We're your hosts, Yoon. And Irene. So for those of you who are just tuning in for the very first time, we are a podcast from All Nations Community Church. And yeah, this is our season two. But Mm -hmm. before we go into season two, Irene, did you want to hit us with our mission statement? (laughs) Yeah. So the purpose for our podcast is to inform the church about like different people in the community in order to encourage personal connections and to have them feel you know included in personal conversations about faith nice so we hope that that is something that you feel from our podcast but yeah season two season two (laughs) how do you feel i am pretty excited um you know, that meeting we had uh, about the different topics that we could potentially talk about. I'm, like, really excited about what this season's going to look like. Yes. Yeah. There are some juicy, juicy topics <laughs> yeah. for us lined up. Um, <laughs> and that there's just so much to talk about. Um, it was actually really hard to choose what topics mm-hmm. we were considering for this season. But, you know, we get all these great people you know, to possibly come on to share this moment with us. So I'm really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today's episode is a together with episode. So our together with episodes focuses on usually one guest and we ask them to share about their life and their Christian walk. Um, the format stays pretty similar, but there's always some surprises that you figure out from each guest. Mm-hmm. Um, but if personal connection is what you're looking for, our Together With episodes really do add that um, element to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, it's just, we're just more intentional about getting to know the person rather than our topical episodes where we discuss an issue together. Exactly. So if you just want to get to know people better at this church, then keep listening. <laughs> And we are joined by a very special guest. Um, Would you like to give us your name, age, occupation, or study, and how long you've been attending ANCC? Yeah. Uh, Hello, church. My name is Ryan Huang. I am 23 years old. I have studied nursing at Azusa Pacific University, and I've been attending All Nations for like four to five years, maybe, let's say, give or take. That's like a interesting amount of time because i'm sure like covid was some of those years right yes for sure um i think i I think it was like right when i was starting to get close to people covid hit and so really stopped a lot of things and like doing ministry online was it was hard but coming back definitely felt so much better yeah Mm -hmm. you know what's something funny that we realized is that like we kind of represent different parts of the 20s Mm -hmm. you know ryan represents the early 20s irene here repping the mid 20s and very proudly me (laughs) (laughs) repping the late 20s um so we thought with that in mind we could like just you know break the ice get the episode off to a fun start by asking a question um what was trendy when you were in high school Mm. Hmm. all right Mm-hmm. Yoon, can you do the yeah, honors? Um, <laughs> Going first. You know, when I was in high school, we were still at that point where if you accidentally click the internet icon on your phone, it's like immediate X, 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 X. <laughs> so I would say like we didn't really have <laughs> that much access to like the new hot trends, you know? Mm. So I feel like what we got were like these one shot like viral moments. Like we had the Harlem Shake. Which I did participate in with when I was in no. choir. No. Choir? Choir. <laughs> yeah. Is there a video? Do you have uh, it? No. No. You guys, did it do, you guys did it without recording? No, we recorded it, but do I know where it is? No, it's Probably lost. on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, it's over there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so the Harlem Shake was really big. I would say one-offs like the Cinnamon Challenge. Mm. Um, yeah, it was very like momentary there was no like a huge trend like cycle where things just kept coming and going it was very like momentary throughout you know our years so Mm. yeah what about you irene Mm, i would say vine i think Mm. vine really took off when i was in high school and then that's when all the classic references Mm. 
were born. And <laughs> maybe you should tell people what Vine is. Oh, Vine is like, okay, yeah. For those who don't know, um, Vine is like I guess the predecessor to TikTok. Yes. Um, you would make videos, but they were limited to six seconds in the beginning. And then I think they made it longer to like ten seconds or like a minute later on, but then it died off because people started using Instagram more. But when I was in high school, Vine was super popular. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I loved Vine. Me too. I feel like R.I.P. Yeah, there's a lot of good moments from Vines. Yeah, I still longer. quote Vines. Same, <laughs> same. Yeah. To be honest, six seconds was all you needed. Actually, though, yeah. Yeah, TikTok these days getting three minutes. I know. Too long. It's too long. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? Uh, for me, when I was high school, uh, Pokemon Go. That thing was mm. ginormous. People be finally exercising uh, while they go out to pack, catch some Pokemon. Um, yeah, battling other people, like catching as many people as uh, people Pokemon as you can. Like it was great. It was a good time, honestly. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was big for me in college. Me too. I wonder how that would have been like in high school, though, because I remember playing it by myself for the most part. <laughs> uh, but it must have been fun playing it with friends. Yeah, it definitely was, uh, especially like comparing like, oh, what kind of Pokemon did you get? Like how, which one is stronger and things like mm. that. Like that was definitely, definitely like the vibe. It was definitely fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like very <laughs> game-like and like school ends. You're like, let's go catch some Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so, how's that sweet moment where for, I guess, like, if you're in college, it's like, I guess after my 8 a.m., I can go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's cool yeah. because we all, like, understand these references, mm-hmm. um, but probably at slightly different times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different, ex- different experience, definitely. Yeah. 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 All right. So, Ryan, how did you um, come to Christ? Um, so, the way I came to Christ was back in high school. So, I went to a uh, small private Christian school in uh, K-Town. Um, if I say the name, none of y'all will know it, like guaranteed. But <laughs> it was it was very small in Koreatown. And <clears throat> it was a Christian school. So, naturally, most of the students there are Christian. However... Um, the class that I joined, um, there was one brother that really loved Christ, and he had that personality where, like, it would get kind of annoying because he was very attaching and very, very uh, physical. But as like the years went on, I kind of came to just appreciate and love it. And so um, one day he just kind of invited me, "Hey, come up to my church, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Right? I get to hang out with my friends a little longer, right? And so I came to his church and. I really loved it. I really loved just the community that was there. It was a really small family church, so I was very close with everybody. Everybody was like family. And, you know, retreats came. And, you know, in typical fashion, when you're a retreat, you get that retreat high, that spiritual high. And, you know, I met Christ like that. And so um, that's how I, like, met Christ. But when I started to, the moment that I really started to, like, love and appreciate Christ was when I went to college. Um and that's like about the time I started attending All Nations Church because my previous church was just too small, so it closed down. But I came to All Nations Church, and um, after going to like Resolve and you know going to services, I really learned a lot more about the gospel and um, about my sins and about Jesus dying on the cross for me and all these things. And this is just how much God loves me. And... After I learned that and after I started to really let that sink deep into my heart, I was like moved. I was very moved by it. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I just that's how I came to know Christ. That's how I came to love Christ and serve him and just ho- just love him with all my heart. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Which, so would you say yours was more gradual then or? Um. Like how you accepted Christ, or would you say there was like a moment? Huh. I guess you could say it was gradual, cause mm-hmm. like I said, like it was, it was not until like later that I really got to know him. Of course, like meeting him and then you know getting to know him is a little different. But like, yeah, the moment I met him definitely was instant. But 
coming i guess questions asking coming to christ that would be more gradual than i guess yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that makes sense yeah yeah I feel like that's with every relationship. Mm -hmm. You can have this great initial encounter, but it takes time and effort to grow in that love with that person. So I think it seems like from understanding God Mm -hmm. better and better is like where you got more of like this devotion and desire to, yeah, to serve him. Honestly, can't we all relate to retreats influencing us? Retreats are where it's at, at, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Something about, like, just going away Mm -hmm. for three three days. I think it's, yeah, it's because, like, I feel like a lot of people hear this, but it's just because you're going away from your everyday life because the everyday life is always this schedule after schedule after schedule or something after something you always got to be doing something so what i learned was like the devil is using that to make you just keep your focus away from god and keep you yeah just so far from god that you can't even like you don't even realize it sometimes right and so retreats is that time where there's no distraction there should be no phones you're far so far up there that like there's no service and things like that and so there's just no distraction other than just a time with you and God and your fellow brothers and sisters to really just be surrounded by that kind of environment. So definitely Spruce High is just inevitable. It's inevitable. Yeah. Especially that last night when like the rave happened. The rave. Yeah. <laughs> it's called R&R, rave and ramen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That mosh pit and everything just oh starts happening. Yeah. Mosh pit, please. <laughs> I think it's very nice that you kind of show this like gradual falling in love versus like a initial enjoyment, Mm. you know? I think that's very nice. Mm -hmm. How was it during that process though of getting to know Christ? Like what helped you to get to know him better? Um, It definitely was hard. uh, I feel like every Christian journey is hard. um, But whenever there are moments where like I get to learn him, whether it be me doing my own QT or doing a Devo, like devotional that day, that morning or something like always just learning about him a little more and always being like reminded of him, Uh, especially his love, especially his love, because I feel like one thing that I struggle a lot throughout my life is like temptations and sin and all these things. And just always I always had that feeling of like guilt in my heart. But every time I do, like, a devotional or a QT, like I said, like, his, I always get reminded of his love and then how, how much he was willing to sacrifice his, like, one and only son to just save me. I mean, like, that's something that nobody can really do. Um, And that was just, yeah, that's always something that always helped me and touched me. Yeah. Yeah, you have to preach the gospel to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Pastor Howard, one of our pastors on staff, said that, and that really moved me too, that you have to preach the gospel to yourself and let it be just as refreshing and wonderful as it you know is in our lives every day. So, yeah, it's a good reminder. Mm-hmm. Preach the gospel to yourself, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, you mentioned ANCC. And how that kind of seemed to play a role. Um, yeah, let us know more about that. So you said you came to ANCC, you know, after that church college. Like, how did you figure out about this church? And how has your experience been? Because I'm sure it's been several years now. Yeah. Um, so before, actually before my the high school church that I went to, I actually came to All Nations. Um, because I lived not that, I don't live that far from here. And so, you know, this was the closest Korean church around. So we came here and I didn't really go to like the ANC youth service. I just followed my parents to the KM service. And so you can only imagine how much I got out of that. Nothing. (laughs) So, so, um, yeah, I just left and church wasn't really that big of a part in my life until I came to high school. Um, and then, yeah, after that, after that church, I came here to college because obviously I kind of, I wanted to continue to come to church. Right. And so, um, came here, not gonna lie. It was kind of tough in the beginning just cause it's a big church compared to the church that I came from, which was a small family church. And so getting to know people was very, very tough. 
Um, however, I came, I, I started going to Resolve, which was the college ministry at that time. Uh, I went to the Resolve and yeah, just the community was great. People were very inviting during that time. And I was like, this is great. You know, this is awesome. What I've been doing at KM service, I should have just came <laughs> here, you know? And so, um, yeah, it was great. And I got to meet more people. I got to learn about Christ more. And I had a fantastic time during that time. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, like as someone who's a little bit like newer, like, and you know, like we're, I think I was looking around at church one day and I was like, there are so many new people, you know? Um, and because our church is so big, it is hard to get to know people. Do you have any like tips or like things that were helpful, I guess, other than coming out to resolve um, that the, that you think helped you get plugged in? Oh yeah, there's, oh man, there's, yes, I have a lot of tips. So first tip is please do not rush relationships. I think that's mm -hmm. one thing that I kind of learned the hard way. Um, and so I, every time I see a new person or like talk to a new person, I always tell them like, be patient. Like relationships just cannot be produced instantly. You got to be patient with what you do and the people you talk with and hang out with. You got to give it some time so that they can also get to know you and you get to know them. And also, if it's a big church, obviously, they're going to be cliques. Obviously, they're going to be groups of people that just know each other for years while you just knew. And so I think the biggest tip I always give is be patient and continue to come out. That's how you get to know people is you continue to come out. Second tip I get, always give is join a ministry because mm -hmm. um, I joined youth ministry um, and it was probably the best decision of my life. I continually get blessed by serving the students, getting to know the students, growing with the students, um, getting to know the staff as well. Like that has been truly a blessing because that's where most of my relationships and my friendships come from is joining a ministry. And because I joined the ministry, like I, every time I, I used to be afraid to come to church because I thought I'll be alone and I'll just come service and co you know, go home. But instead now I come to I'm excited to come to church because I get to see the people I love. I get to see people I could serve with. And yeah, it's been a great experience so far because of those tips and that I follow. Hmm. I really <laughs> like the um, first tip that you gave. I think that was not really something we've considered before. Um, but also, I guess on the flip side, just cur out of curiosity, um, what would you say, what's like a tip you would give like the people at church for newcomers that something we could do? Ch people who, newcomers at church right now? No, I guess we're more like members. Yeah. So what can members do for like newcomers to make them feel welcome? Oh. Yeah. 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 Um, for sure. Definitely being more active. Um, if you can tell someone hasn't been coming out of church or if you've never seen that person at church, definitely approach the person. I know it's hard. I know it's sometimes you just don't feel like doing it. Sometimes you're busy talking to your own friends, right? But I think one of the biggest tips that, especially if the person's introverted, because I'm introverted, surprisingly, um, definitely approach the person, especially if you have that kind of uh, personality definitely approach the person first, you know, in, introduce yourself, uh, talk about the church, talk about, get to know the person. I think that's the, one of the biggest things that um, needs to be done at this church is definitely being the initiative taker, the initiative person, mm -hmm. because, um, yeah, it is something that is kind of lacking at the same time, something that is very needed, yeah. Yeah, definitely, it's an area feel like I could grow in it as well <laughs> talking but talking to people and making that initiative I feel like for me it's a little different in that I do try to you know take the initiative because I like I think you mentioned I'm very aware of the sort of the background power balance that happens when you're the newcomer versus when you have been there at the church for a while so like let's be let's be real like there is some sort of invisible power balance that's happening like one person is more informed and plugged in than the other so i think as the person who is on the upper end of the power balance there should totally be a reaching out to 
the person who's quote unquote on the lower end of that power balance because you know it's really hard to you know reach up versus like reaching down gravity yeah especially because like as a newcomer like you said there's that power balance so you get very intimidated because if you you know you're just there about especially if you come out by yourself you're just there by yourself and like looking around people are just in their groups and talking and laughing having a good time while you're just there like hello someone noticed me <laughs> but mm-hmm. like definitely it's like you said it's definitely harder for a new person to be the initiative taker um because it is intimidating because you're in a new environment and you know it's totally normal response and that is why i do uh kind of encourage the people in the quote-unquote higher power to take that step first yeah yeah i will say though that i feel like when you are quote-unquote part of that like upper end of the power dynamic there's like a constant expectation for you to take the initiative um where i feel like that could be exhausting also for church members as well because people always feel like oh you need to reach out to blink oh you should reach out to blink like people come up to me you should reach out to blink and i'm very happy to do so but i think strangely enough that first tip you gave is something that i've been learning slowly recently this like be patient so just as newcomers are patient coming in trying to figure out like what should I do like who should I talk to I would say people who've been here for a while be patient too like with yourself and others like allow that person to talk to different people allow yourself to you know pass them to different people like who could better you know help them get plugged in I think also making sure that both sides have patience in this because there is no quick fix to feeling like you belong because I think that's something that is very internal to the sense Mm -hmm. of belongingness yeah um also let's say like like you said like it gets kind of tiring as a person who has been here for a long time um definitely that's where my number two tip comes in because Mm. they connect yeah as the (laughs) as the newcomer you kind of have to take that at some point you have to take the initiative too uh, because it's not a one-sided thing. It's a sh- relationship is both sides, right? And so um, that's why my number two tip comes in because as a newcomer, as, you know, per- personal experience too, um, you should join a ministry uh, because that's where you get to know a lot of the leaders too and really um, just get to know leaders and also the students that you're serving or whatever it may be you're serving in, just knowing, getting to know that community and always seeing that same community um, every Sunday, you know? And so also ministries have their own like little leader appreciation dinner or like leader appreciation lunch. And that's like great opportunities for you to get to know that person and vice versa. The people who have been serving for a while get to know the new person, you know. And so, yeah, that's where my number two tip comes in. Yeah, yeah that's hmm. good. I think I think um, what you were saying, Yoon, about um, the pressure, I totally understand that. And uh, I think something I've been appreciating a lot more these days is our connect lunches that we have every month. Um, you know, because, like, I get that, like, Sundays. Sundays are nice to see your friends and, like, see how they're doing, reach out to people you only get to see once a week. Um, so, like, I think for me, I haven't been able to go out to too many. But the one I did, it was really nice because that's, like, where you get to be intentional and, like, get to meet those new people and, like, also over food. Um, and just, you, you give it, like, what, an hour or two out of your time to, like, meet someone new and form a connection. Um, so, like, yeah, there's always that, too. And, like, even, like, the ministries, um, I feel like people are scared to ask, maybe, um, about, like, joining a ministry, because there's always that pressure of, like, oh, you have to join if you, like, ask about it. But really, um you know like at least at least for like youth ministry and like being a part of different ministries I can say that like we're always glad to share about what we do and how we serve you know and there's so many different things that you can do that you know don't take too much of your time or what to whatever capacity you're able to do in your time of in your season of life um yeah so just an encouragement i guess yeah talking about ministries um irene did kind of tell me ryan the ministries that you are serving i think it's youth 
Um, Awana, am I missing anything? Um, they are starting college CG soon, so I, I'm probably start serving there too. Oh, got it. So college, oh, volleyball. Volleyball, <laughs> shout out. Volleyball, <laughs> please come out. It's fun. Um, <laughs> and what I noticed is that a lot of the ministries you're involved with have to do with like the youth, like those younger than you. And I found that very surprising because you are quite young and you've already like have taken the initiative to immediately give back to those younger than you when I feel like that choice usually comes later in life for most people where they're like oh now I'm qualified to give back because I'm older or now that I'm not the youth anymore I feel like I can you know focus on those younger than me so I found it very interesting that you're young and yet you're like how can I give back immediately to those younger so how did you get into these ministries and yeah How's it been? Yeah, so um, when I wasn't, I'm pretty sure I mentioned before, I wasn't very uh, an avid church goer when I was young. And if I was, then, then obviously I would have experienced all this youth ministry myself, right? But because I haven't experienced it myself, I kind of want to be part of that ministry as well. Um, giving to the students, loving the students, um, being the person, being the leader that I never got to experience. Um, that's one part. And another part is also because these days, kids really don't know Christ. Uh, kids really aren't so focused on God. And, um, you know, I confess that I didn't really get to know God until college, right? But um, the earlier, the better, right? The earlier, the better. And because if you do it earlier, you'll get to, you know, marinate in that Christ love and that, that gospel message a lot longer, right? And as you grow, you'll definitely get to mature better and you'll get to know things better. Um, and so you can also just have a better relationship with God and those around you and be able to uh, pour out, you know, to the full maximum capacity, right? And so that's why I started serving because I realized that a lot of kids just don't really know Christ slash love God. And a lot of people, a lot of youth students are just the Sunday Christians. You know, they're just people who come to church just because their parents come to church. Um, and they don't really do anything Christian-like outside of church. And even when they're in church, they don't really they don't really focus on Christ too much. Now, I'm not saying all children are like that, but most are like that. And so that's kind of my goal when I joined is to um, get that get that message in their hearts and to really let it let it settle fast and quick. Um, and let it be early so that, they, again, they can marinate it longer as they grow. Okay, so it seems like you work with a lot of teenagers. And I feel like people have a lot of reservations about serving the youth because of the whole, like, ooh, teenager label. Um, how would you describe the people that you serve? Yeah, um, I'm going to just be straightforward. Teenagers are fun. Like, contrary to belief, whenever I'm excited to go and serve them, um, every every Sunday, every Sunday and Friday, well, not so much Friday because of volleyballs, but when I used to serve on Fridays and <laughs> and still serving on Sundays, I look forward to it because just seeing my students is just a blast. It really is great uh, seeing them grow, um, seeing them mature in Christ as well, um, and just teaching them as much as you can uh, about Christ. And teenagers, again, contrary to belief, they're they're very. They're very, like, easy to interact with. Obviously, there are some teenagers that are hard, granted, right? There are hard, some, you know, hard walls that you got to break down. But those teenagers that do, um, you know, are open and can, are just kind of active and really, they love their leaders. Let's be, like, I'm going to be honest. They do love their leaders, and they appreciate it when the leaders do show that love back. And so... At the end of the day, they're great, they're fun, they're um, amazing to teach and serve. Um, yeah, it's a great experience. And honestly, a lot of the teenagers do need um, that, they need the uh, that guidance, they need a guidance uh, from someone older than them. And so, again, I'm 23 and they're like, max 17 18 and so that age gap is not it's not too big but so but i get to kind of teach them what i learned 
as throughout my years, throughout my 23 years of living. But definitely would like someone older to be able to come in and teach them things that I wasn't able to experience and bring wisdom to um, to them. Uh, yeah. I think just to add to that, um, because I also serve in youth ministry. This year I took a break. Um, I'm just doing subbing, but I still went to retreat and things like that. Um, I think also other like other than guidance that you can give they just really want someone to listen to them you know yes, yes. it's not really about like what you can offer them they just want someone to listen to them and like um yes we can like impart like with advice from our own experience but a lot of the times like you might not relate to them you know and that's okay the most important thing is that they know that you're there for them you know um so yeah no yeah yeah you're you're speaking straight up facts like they just need like someone to listen and most of the time i forgot to mention this most of the time they just want like love they just Mm -hmm. want love um and i'm gonna be honest most of the students do face and fight like mental health issues like depression anxiety you know lack of self-worth those kind of horrible horrible evil you know mental um horrible um ideas that they like kind of reinforce in their hearts too and so they really need someone to just love they need that they need that jesus love they need your love they need love and all you can yeah like you said i mean like all they need is someone to just to be there they just need someone to be there yeah now that you say that i think also something that's very different for them is that social media you know there's so many voices telling them different things mm-hmm. how to f- how they should feel about certain issues i think just having another voice like speaking in like truth and wisdom um into their life makes such a big difference you know just that like one other voice saying like hey maybe that's not the case like you're not yada yada or whatever you know yeah all right well thanks so much for sharing about that ryan um so now that you mention your 20s um how would you title your current stage of life um i would title it like you said i'm in my 20s so i kind Mm -hmm. of felt like i just started my adulthood and so i would call it growing up like Mm -hmm. that's how i would title it um again yeah i'm in my 20s i think most of us can even like I feel like everybody can say like 20s is such a young age it's an age where you can just explore not really have any quote-unquote consequences with what you do you know you can change your majors you can do this and that Um, of course don't do anything illegal other than that like just (laughs) you know you do you right you do you and so that's what I would title it growing up and when I look at my life I think oh man like I did experience a lot of things, but I have so much more ahead of me that I need to experience. I need to encounter, right? And so, um, again, like right now, I feel like I'm young. I need to get out there. I need to do things, you know, experience them on my own. I mean, like, I'm just starting to figure out what taxes are. And, like, you know, (laughs) it's very hard. It's, you know, grown-up things are very hard. And I'm just trying to, you know, be a nurse. Uh, That's one thing that I've been aspirating aspirating at growing up to be uh, a nurse, um, studying for the NCLEX, the uh, nurse licensing exam, trying to pass that, get a job at a hospital, all these things, you know, I want to move out. There's so many goals that I want to do and so many goals I want to achieve. Um, Yeah, it's just a big learning process. Yeah, what about you, Irene? Me? Ooh. Actually, I didn't really think of one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, can you share yours first yeah 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 no worries i got you um i was thinking about this question um and some a verse that's been really resonating with me for the past couple months has been the psalm 46 10 verse like be still and know that i am god i think for the past two years i've been striving to be the best version of myself because then it makes sense why God loves me because I am trying. I'm trying to be the best version of myself for him. 
But when that's not possible, because obviously we're not perfect, sin resides in us. It's been like pretty devastating, like post efforts, right? To know that we'll never be able to be perfect in the way that God originally made us to be in order to love him. So I feel like within me just like stalled in a sense where I was like, what do I do now? You know, I've been striving, but I feel like there's no answer. And I think I read the Gentle and Lonely book with my community group. And I think that's when I finally started to better understand God's heart for those who are struggling, who aren't perfect. And I feel like my image and version of God changed very much throughout that process. And I think afterwards too, where I was more stagnant, but his love continued. You know, it's not based on my own actions. And it's so funny because that's like something we all know. Like we get told that every Sunday, you know, you're, it's not faith based on, you know, how it works, <laughs> et cetera. You know, so I know that I've grown up knowing that, but I constantly fall into the trap of believing that, you know, let's cover that up by trying at least, you know, but I feel like God told me like, be still and know that I am God. It's not about you. <laughs> and second, be still. Um, experience who I am. Not think about what to do. And I feel like that really changed me because I feel like not only am I allowing myself to be loved, I allow the worst version of myself to be loved now. So, yeah, I would say be still is definitely like the title of my chapter in that I thought being still was such a bad thing because I was like, I'm not trying hard enough. I'm not a good Christian, but being still while acknowledging God and getting to know God more has been just like an amazing experience so far. Mm -hmm. um, so I know like this is the stage of like, it's not about like the external, it's time to look internally again. So yeah, mm. it's been good. Yeah. Good reminders every time, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang. All right, it's your turn. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you the time to think. Um, I think right now, or I think, I guess also, just talking about 20s in general, it's just been, like, this theme of, like, redefining what I know. Um... I think just reflecting and looking back, there are ideas and certain expectations I've grown up with that have changed, um, that need to be changed. Uh, for example, like something I was talking about with my friends a while back is like friendship. Like the way your friendships work when you're older is so much more different and expectations are different and like, you just have to be a lot more intentional with relationships, you know? Um, there's that family. Um, like, my parents, like, just changing how I view them, think about them, interact with them. And then even now also, I think right now, church, is something I have been thinking about is, like, when you grow up in church, there's something you expect from church. But... Right now in this season, I'm realizing that how I experienced church when I was a kid and like how church is actually, how church actually is, is so much more different, you know? And it's not a bad thing. Um, it's just different. And I'm like redefining what it means to, yeah, to do, to go out to like, or redefining, like, what church is to me. Yeah. So what would you title it? it re redefining what I know. <laughs> well, just, like, it's, like, the all-encompassing, you know. Um, but, because right now, like, 
my current s- stage of life to me i'm grouping all my 20s together because i'm in like my mid-20s now so like i think for me it's been like the last couple of years so yeah but yeah thanks everyone for sharing i know we talked about you know what's been going on in our lives but let's talk about what's been going on spiritually so where are y'all in your walk with god right now um for me i would say so i just came out of this like plateau phase where it was my relationship with god was kind of stagnant um it it felt like it was not going anywhere to be honest Uh, i was just kind of going through the motions but recently i came out of that plateau phase clap 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 and i just the 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 catalyst for it was you guys know i serve at awana and in awana the leaders together are doing like this workbook where we learn how to disciple people and they like teaches the disciplers how to disciple and so it was talked. there was a chapter where they talked about quiet time and i don't remember the last time i did quiet time it was a while back the last time i did my quiet time and so as i was doing a workbook i was kind of like convicted and challenged to do quiet times you know because i haven't done anything um on my own personal time with god other than just prayer and praise but i've never truly read and took personal time out of my time to uh, think about God, dwell in God, and just read God's word. And so uh, I started doing quiet times, and that oh, that really was the game changer for my relationship with God. Because so for a long time, uh, I was just falling to temptations. I was allowing Satan to win battles against me. And it was tough. It really was tough. And I was just I was just praying to God, like, God, just help me, uh, do this for me, do that for me, uh, help me to resist temptations, and on my part, I wasn't really doing anything about it, um, I wasn't actively seeking God, I wasn't actively trying to read His Word, or trying to get to know God more, maybe get some wisdom from His Word, or anything like that, that I can use to win, right, and so, it was definitely a bad thing that I was doing, I was just I, I was basically using God like a genie in a bottle. And I was just hoping, fingers crossed, that something would happen, a miracle would happen where I would just change instantly. And it was dumb of me to do that for a couple of months or years. I'm not entirely sure, but it was for a long time. And finally, when I was doing this book with my Awana leaders, um, I felt like change, you know, because of that QT. I felt this just this, this stirring in my heart, like Ryan, like, do something about it, right? Do something about your relationship with God. Right now, it's it feels like a one-sided thing, you know, where God's doing most of the work. What are you doing in the relationship, right? And so I was like, you know, you're, you're right. right? What, what am I doing? There's nothing that I'm, I'm contributing nothing to this relationship. And so I started doing QTs. I started every morning or, you know, if I'm busy in the, throughout the day, I'll just do it at night. I'll just do my QTs. I'll spend, you know, 30 minutes to maybe an hour with God just reading his word, studying it, trying to see how it can apply to my life, uh, how I can use it with others, you know, how I can teach others with this, uh, from with what I've learned. And yeah, I'd, I'd say my walk with God is great right now. Um, I say it's very fruitful. It's very, very beautiful. I'll be honest, very beautiful. Hmm. Um, I guess for me, uh, <laughs> right now it's been going okay um i think i'm still in that plateau i guess just kind of in limbo it's not bad but it's not good either um and i do feel like god has been pressing on my heart to be more intentional with him um and a lot more in terms of being like equipped, like biblically, um, just scripture-wise. I feel like uh, I'm like lacking, and there are a lot of areas where I feel like I need to be more equipped s- through scripture. So, yeah, that's where I am now. I just need to be a little bit more intentional spending time with god but yeah Mm. what about you yun 
Well, I know you said like you could use some intentionality. I think for me now, if I don't have the like inner strength to do so, I just use my external resources. So like I've been attending most of the ANCC, like whole church Bible study Hmm. on Wednesdays. Um, I'm part of a discipleship group. So I think I just try to use these external resources to continue going if I don't have some like deep like reservoir of like great desire or ability. Um, But I think I mentioned it kind of similar in like the previous question like the this is like my be still moment where you know my quote-unquote lack of activity doesn't mean like quote-unquote a lack of faith and I always combine them as like one I do think that your faith should be made known through your works and your actions um but I think right now there's a part of me that's being rewritten like who I think God is who am I to God that I don't know is being made to me known like made known to me now so I think I'm just in a good moment where I'm very much learning I'm not teaching necessarily I'm not thriving you know I'm just learning and like being okay with making mistakes and just not being like the best um so yeah, that's kind of where it is. Uh, there's a good balance of like me and like my own efforts to kind of like draw close to Christ. Like I listen to a podcast. It's like a daily devotional podcast um, to kind of just like, you know, inspire more of God in my life every day. So, Yeah, I think um, one thing important to note too is that just because you feel like you know, your relationship with God is not fruitful. I think it's still very important to continue to do things that are deemed good by God, right? Reading his word, praising, you know, doing, go to church too. That's all stuff that God sees good, right? And so I think even though you don't feel it, you know, feeling wise, you don't feel like you're growing or you don't feel like God's really doing anything. I think you doing those things, even though you don't feel it, you're doing it because you know it's good because you know that God loves these things. It's still good. And it's something that I think a lot of people need to take note of because just because you don't feel it does not mean God is not working in, you know, during those times. Yeah, but it was really good to hear from everybody kind of where you guys have been in your walk with Christ. Um, On that note, you know, as we walk, you know, this Christian journey, we're, you know, part of a community at this church. So, Ryan, what can the community do for you at this time? Yeah, um, I would love some prayer requests, or I have a prayer request. Um, I would love for y'all to pray for me to pass my NCLEX, my nursing license exam. Um, I really do just want to be a nurse right now. I want to start working. I want to start making money and being able to provide for myself and my future and and my family, honestly. And also, just for my future, uh, I just... Can't wait to see what God is in store for me. Um, I might have some high moments. I may have some low moments. But honestly, I just need some prayer to just be faithful during those times, to be uh, persistent, making sure that I trust God and his decisions. Even though I don't agree with them, God is good. God is perfect. Help me to understand that and just to accept that. Yeah, Yeah, we'll do for sure. Mm -hmm. So church, if you're listening, that is something that we could do for Ryan. <laughs> Thank you. Um, good luck on the journey, Ryan. I'm sure it's a long process yeah. to be in the mm-hmm. medical field. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that concludes our first episode back. Um, Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Um, before we end, do we have any shout outs oh, yeah. you guys want to give out? I definitely got one <laughs> shout out. Uh, volleyballs ev- on every Friday. Um, usually, I will be email- emailing out RCP emails. Uh, my email is rhwang44 at gmail.com. Um, email me that you are interested in joining volleyball. Uh, we usually do Friday nights around, so it's around 3 to, and we end around like 9-ish. So, yeah, come join us. Play. Where is it? Oh, it's at ANCC, uh, the gym, the gym. The gym. All right. Nice. 
Um, I also have a shout out. This shout out I've been waiting for like almost like a year because I promised this person. <laughs> Christina, Tina, this is a shout out to you for just all the great feedback that you've given us for season one. I really appreciate it um, that you've been listening in and letting us know what you think. Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to a new team member that is joining uh, us today. It's Hannah. Wow. So she is here as our producer. We'll also be helping out with the editing, but it's just been great to have someone else like join the team and also a previous guest. Clearly, she was like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, as I'm saying this, she is laughing. Probably out of joy. Um, yeah. But it's just so nice to have her on. It's just a nice time to hear like what someone else just has to say like throughout the process. Mm-hmm. So I know that she's going to add to our team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And also, thank you for everyone. Thank you to everyone else who gave us feedback we had a google form um last year yeah we really appreciated um all the comments and encouragement that we received uh we definitely listened to or we read all the responses and we'll we're keeping them in mind for this season yeah and i just wanted to talk about a particular comment that caught our attention um just to clarify for that person who submitted their response we are a church community-based podcast so we're not a theology-based podcast Mm -hmm. obviously as christians theology scripture the truth will be um, a part of our conversations and we want that to be so Mm -hmm. however if you're looking for theology that you would gain from a pastor on sundays you know we would highly recommend some other podcasts for you to listen to i really enjoy the crossway podcast um irene i know you listen to one as well yeah um i listen to off the pulpit it's really great i think just hearing from asian american pastors so if that's like something that you're interested in off the pulpit is a good one yeah Mm -hmm. um just a quick you know plug for the crossway uh they have some great episodes on discipleship and evangelism Mm. so just these great topics that are very like theology and um, experience based as well so we highly recommend these two podcasts, um, just personally from our own experiences, mm-hmm. um, to listen to if you are looking for something like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that concludes the end of our first episode. Um, yeah, we'll see you on Sunday. See, see you, you on Sunday. Sunday.